0: with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. I am your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Today, we're going to go over the pre-surgery checklist. And to be perfectly honest with you, I really only had one thing on my checklist, and that was to be mentally prepared for the surgery, both pre-surgery and post-surgery. The mental preparedness aspect of it is the most important and most essential thing, and kind of the main category that all the other things, in my opinion, are subcategories of meaning getting time off of work is under mental preparedness, Uh, weight loss success, mental preparedness, Uh, food plan, mental preparedness. We're going to go over those and and a few others as well in this episode. So first and foremost, uh, when I was going to have the surgery, one of the biggest uh, fears I had was asking for the time off. I didn't have a fear of asking for the time off because I wasn't scared that I was going to be told no. But I haven't let my, my campaigns and, and accounts uh, be handled by another person ever. Uh, I, I have never taken uh, uh, this much time off or, or really any time off since I've started at this company. And I, I don't like other people touching my things. So I, I didn't want to. I didn't, I didn't want to take uh, a lot of time off. So I took the two days. Uh, my surgery was Thursday. So I, I took Thursday and Friday off. And then I took the the following week off, so Monday through Friday. So it would only be seven uh, business days that I took off. But also, there's two weekends in there. So really, I took eleven days off to recover. And uh, I'll be honest, I am fully recovered. I'm I'm anxious and excited to get back to work. Um, I go back to work tomorrow. I'm recording this on a Sunday. But also, I really, truly didn't touch any of my campaigns, any of my accounts at all over these 11 days, which is a monumental achievement for me and really speaks to my mental preparedness, which is what we're talking about today. So I spoke with my director. I explained to her what the situation was, and she was Nothing if not supportive. She was just helpful and wonderful and kind and and understanding and yes, tell me how I can help you and if you need more time off, let me know that too. And I I'm hundred percent here for you, and everything was just uh, amazing and wonderful and brilliant. So I spoke with her. She said yes, you are free, not a problem. I'll give me a a handover sheet. Uh, So I gave her a handover sheet of like what they should focus on for my campaigns and. That was the end of it. That was the whole the conversation was like less than 20 minutes and she was extremely supportive and, you know, let me know if you need anything else. And uh, that was it. So having that mentality, knowing that my accounts are going to be taken care of, knowing that my director's on my side, in my corner, backing me up. So when I come back to work, if if someone says to me, why didn't this perform well? My director's got my back when I say, oh, you know, I wasn't here for the last uh, seven business days. Well, that's that's no excuse. You know, it's still your account. You still need to work on it. Well, no, no, she said it would be okay. And then I know that she's got my back. That kind of ease of mind for me is priceless because now that's one thing I absolutely do not have to worry about and one stress I don't have to, to feel in my life while i am recovering from this major surgery so th- that was the the time off work uh, aspect of it was very easy uh the second aspect of it uh for me to to be mentally prepared to have this surgery was uh what what most people call a food, uh, <laughs> it's what most people call a food buy tour instead of a goodbye tour. It's a food buy tour. Now these are things um, with the gastric sleeve. It's not like you can't ever eat anything ever again. Um, it's just that you have to ch- kind of change the way that you eat things. So um, I live in California, obviously. Uh, so if uh, In and Out Burgers are a big deal, I know it's controversial. People are like, uh, In and Out's not that big of a deal. Whatever, who cares? I like it. If I wanted to have an In-N-Out burger after I've recovered to the point where I can actually have a burger and eat it slowly and all that stuff, I would still have to have it lettuce wrapped. The carbs uh, there alone are uh, so dense in calories and so high in carbs and sugar that it would either give me dumping syndrome or make me full a lot faster. So instead of being able to eat half, I'd only be able to eat like a quarter and that would suck. So... Even eating an In-N-Out burger would probably be, instead of having a double-double, I'd have a single cheeseburger wrapped in lettuce with no ketchup, because that's sugar, and no spread, because that's basically Thousand Island. So it'd be like a cheeseburger with mustard and onions and tomato. Oh, nope, can't have tomatoes. So, uh, no, I can have tomato would be fine, and tomato, and lettuce, and that would be my In-N-Out burger, and I would eat that, and it would take probably an hour to eat it. And it would, it would be great. It would still be wonderful and it would be fine. However, it's not the same. So I wanted to have like these last kinds of foods that I was, I'm not going to be able to eat in the same fashion again. So I I got some Persian food from a very famous Persian restaurant called Rafi's Place in Glendale. Uh, they're not a sponsor of the podcast, but they should be. Uh <laughs> Uh, but Rafi's place is, uh, one of the greatest, uh, Persian restaurants in, uh, the whole wide world, I would even say, but definitely when it comes to SoCal, it's, it's a killer. So I, I got some Rafi's that, that lasted us like four days. I got some Taco Bell cause I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to eat anything off of that menu for a while. I got a slice of cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory because that's just all sugar and decadent. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that in that same way or same fashion again. And I got a heap of sushi. I love sushi and I love trashy sushi. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, sashimi or nigiri or whatever." Like, yeah, I love I love all that stuff too. I I can eat raw sushi no problem. I love it. But I also love like a Philadelphia roll. I also love a tiger roll. I also love a rainbow roll a deep fried california roll like i i i eat trash sushi the way i listen to trash music so i love it it's my guilty pleasure but i don't i don't even feel guilty about it it's just my pleasure uh so i had to say goodbye to sushi like that and that was good i mean that was a, i had a really good sushi night uh there too and and i did this uh sporadically cuz i was losing some weight and i i didn't want to just kind of throw everything to the wind and say, screw it. But I I did want to have a little bit of like a a goodbye tour, but a food by tour instead. So I did that. And that really helped as well, because it was like, well, we put that aside and I don't really need to have those kinds of foods for a little while anyway. Um, So I'm I feel okay for now. So that helped. Speaking of weight loss, um, I I lost 20 pounds. I was I was uh, 410 when I kind of started this whole journey and then I was 390 by the time that we were talking about surgery dates. And losing 20 pounds was not a requirement. They didn't actually have a requirement. Um they had a suggestion of of you know you you should lose about 10 pound 10% of your weight which would have been 40 pounds for me, 41 technically. And, but I lost 21, and they were they were fine with it. They were happy with it. I know I, I weighed in at like 392 a couple days before, and the, the, the doctor was like, can you lose like a couple more pounds? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm on it. And then I had my food by tour, and then I lost a couple more pounds after that. And then I was on a liquid diet the day before the surgery, so that was good. But the point is that the mental preparedness for the weight loss journey going into it was helpful because I, I did see that I couldn't I can lose weight before the surgery and I can eat like a normal human being and I can exercise four days a week at 30 minutes and I, I can allow myself to do these things and, and have these things for myself and then have this surgery, meaning that I will have success further on down the line, which is very important. Probably the second biggest thing for me, for my mental health here, was getting a new recliner. Now, uh, we have a couch, we have an L-shaped couch in our apartment, and we have, uh, you know, desk chairs, computer chairs, and, uh, of course, a bed in the bedroom. But I was really concerned with sitting at a 90 degree angle like sitting up and down and uh, my desk chair isn't very good for reclining it's not very comfortable and it definitely doesn't support my feet for long-term reclining so I was kind of split 50-50 between either getting a reclining chair that would not only recline and prop my feet up but also when it folded up it would also help stand me up so that I, I wouldn't have to like lean forward and then have to like thrust myself up out of the chair with all these stitches in me, not knowing what my post-surgery stitch situation would look like. And I went on those Facebook groups that I talked about in a previous episode, and they were all like, if you don't need help getting out of a chair now, you're not going to need help getting out of a chair after surgery. And I believed them because I believed every other thing that they said. And I'll be honest with you, I am happy now, day 10, of not having gotten the chair that pushes you back up. However, the first four days post-surgery, I had a very difficult time getting out of that chair and it hurt every time I stood up. So it would have been very helpful, but it would have been an extra $300 for that chair. And I can't imagine spending $300 for four days of being not able to get out of a chair as comfortably as I'd like. You know, I'd be a little pissed off now if I had to sacrifice comfort for necessity for four days. You know, I got through it. I'm fine now. So that that seems to be, it was the right choice. And they were right, ultimately. So, anyway, so I got this new recliner. I'm super excited about it. But we also had to move things around the apartment in order to make my recliner fit in the apartment. So we had to get rid of a table that we had that we loved and we bought at a yard sale or a a flea market. And we had to like move uh, things around the the house, the cat stuff and move the the litter box. And anyway, it was a whole thing. But we did that about... 10 days before my surgery and my wife was just amazing about it and we did all that stuff we moved all those things and just seeing my chair there before the surgery was peace of mind in my heart that when I come home I have a place to sit I'm gonna be comfortable I'm gonna recline and I can rest and that's the most important thing to me is that my body is able to rest because that is how you heal is by resting fuel and rest. Those are the two things, right? So I needed water, I needed food, calories, protein, vitamins, minerals, and I also needed to rest a lot. And that chair was going to help me rest in the living room. So that was a huge help. That was a huge burden taken off of my shoulders and something that was just exceptional for me. The last thing in my mental preparedness catalog was my food plan. The wonderful people at Kaiser had provided me with a uh, full PDF of a, of a sleeve diet uh, food plan, which was, you know, day zero through four, you only have these things, days five through 14, you're in stage two, you have these things, and then stage three and four and five and six and so on. So stage two, which I'm currently in now, is protein shakes, yogurt, and Uh, You can have uh, soups that are strained. And I've had a few strained soups that are great. I've had yogurt. It's fantastic. I've had uh, protein shakes twice a day, which are wonderful, and water. Um, And it's getting easier and easier every day to get to my goal of water and to get to my goal of protein shakes now before i started this surgery before i b- uh, about a week before my surgery one of my friends who had had uh one of the surgeries she had the ruin why actually she said i implore you <laughs> if you listen to nothing else that i say listen to this order some protein shakes and taste test them before you like decide on on one And I said, yeah, okay, that's fine. I could do that. And so I got a Premier Protein. I got an Max Protein. I got an Atkins. And I got a Muscle Milk. Now, ironically, of these four, the only one that was non-dairy was the Muscle Milk, which is funny, right? Um, And the Atkins one only had, I think, 20 grams of protein in it. So that was out immediately. I don't even know why I ordered it. Because if it's less than 30 grams, it's kind of worthless. You need to have 60 grams of protein a day. So you should have uh, two protein shakes add up to 60. So they should be 30 each. Now the others were all, the Premier and the and the Insure were both 30. The muscle milk is 32. And I'm lactose intolerant, so the non-dairy aspect of it was very enticing for me. The Insure Max was sweet. It was probably the sweetest. I mean, they all had one gram of sugar, but it was just naturally the sweetest. The Premier protein was the thickest, which is very helpful in drinking a cold uh, protein shake um, and the muscle milk came in dead last it was just not great however when I tried those two other shakes before my surgery and they had milk in them I um, I got bubble belly uh, and I spent like a day in the bathroom uh, so I decided I I'm just going to drink the muscle milk after surgery and that that'll be that that'll that'll do it for me there uh which is what I've been doing Uh, um I had some premier protein the first couple days but then uh now I'm just drinking I just ordered like a case or two cases of of muscle milk and they're in my fridge and I'm just drinking that so I drink that twice a day I get my water in I have some uh, extra yogurt protein if I want it but having that taste test for the protein shakes beforehand and registering in my head that these will work and knowing what the first four days is going to be of the Iso-pure and pre-ordering that and having that sitting on the kitchen floor uh knowing that i i have one in the fridge ready for me for the day i get back and then the third stage being purees my wife and I bought a new food processor because the old food processor, I don't want to get into it. It's a long story, but basically there's like this little black piece that has to go into the top of the of the blender blades and the fit into the top of the hatch. I don't know, man, but it's, it's a real son of a bitch. And if, and it doesn't just like fit in it, it has to like hover. uh, It's a whole goddamn thing. So, we got rid of that. We bought a new food processor. That's fantastic. And so my wife immediately started pureeing all kinds of stuff. Like we, she started this in like around Thanksgiving. So, but before even. And so for Thanksgiving, when we had like, you know, turkey and gravy and stuffing and all that, she pureed all of that, put that in a Ziploc bag, put that in the freezer. And she's like, when it's puree week or for puree two weeks, we're going to put these in boiling water. We're going to get it to a, a good temp and then we're gonna you're gonna get to have a Thanksgiving puree. She made applesauce uh, from scratch. She made uh, all kinds of uh, really exciting foods for me for those uh, weeks of um, stage three. And to me, and, and I say this to her all the time, if it was up to me, I would have just had applesauce, hummus, uh, yogurt, those protein shakes, and uh, probably baby food. Like I probably just literally would have bought baby food that's pureed with the least amount of sugar in it and just had that uh, because I'm, I'm dumb and, and I, and I don't do that. I, I, I don't cook. I don't make things like that. I mean, I'm, I can make spaghetti and Persian rice in a Persian rice cooker, which is kind of cheating. Um, so anyway, so she was making all these purees and putting them all in the freezer. So then seeing all of that gave me like mental health, mental preparedness, health of like seeing all these foods stored for my third stage of. So, so, uh, so basically what I was looking at was I had the time off from my director. I said goodbye to the foods that I wasn't going to eat for a while. I had lost 20 pounds and felt really great. And then looking around my apartment, there was my recliner. There was my isopure for the first four days. There were my protein shakes in the fridge, there were my purees in the freezer, and there was the food processor on the counter ready and willing and able to make more purees for me. That was everything I needed. The peace of mind for work, the letting go of old habits, and the acceptance of my future with an added positive of having lost some weight already. So... That's it. That was really my pre-surgery checklist. I hope this helped in any way. And if not, I guess I'll just talk to you guys next week. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe. Give us a five-star review and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. Or let us know what you think at MyGastricSleevePodcast.com.